Dow, of course, an American multinational corporation headquartered in Midland. The company is among the three largest chemical producers in the world, with a presence in about 160 countries. It employs about 37,800 people worldwide, and the guy in charge is, trust me when I tell you, the right guy. He's been doing this since, I think, August of 2018. It's Jim Fitterling, chair and CEO of Dow. Jim, it is a pleasure and a privilege to welcome you back to the Paul W. Smith Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul W., and it's great to hear your voice. Glad to be with you. Great to hear your voice and to think of all the things you have brought to Dow since you've been running the show, not the least of which last we talked was about the Great Lakes Bay Invitational. And uh, I thank you for your support, your ongoing support of the Paul W. Smith Golf Classic to benefit children's charities. But here you are with your own uh, Great Lakes Bay Invitational and the, the effect, the impact on the Great Lakes Bay region uh, and you're already looking ahead, of course, to 2024. That's been fabulous, and it continues to get better. The Great Lakes Bay Invitational has been a fantastic partnership. I mean, the LPGA really shares our values. They bring fantastic sport into the community, and it's a huge economic impact here. We we estimate it brings in about $15 million a year to the region. We have over 270 community partners that work with us to pull this off 1,100 volunteers all the way from Detroit area, all over the state of Michigan that come up to, to make this happen. And um, we've been fortunate enough to be able to give to charity and increase the purse every year. So we're looking forward to next year. We're moving dates next year to June the 24th through the 30th in Midland Country Club. And um, that'll be the first year we've ever finished on a Sunday. So we'll go Thursday through Sunday next year. And we're looking forward to that. Well, we're looking forward to it as well. WJR always makes it up there to broadcast uh, and uh, bring all the action and excitement and good works of your uh, Great Lakes Bay region, Great Lakes Bay Invitational. And I I give you kudos for that because it is not easy uh, having a golf tournament, especially one as big and as good as the one that Dow has and you have, Jim Fitterling. But in our conversation we veered off into other topics, which I found fascinating, and therefore asked for you to come on the show, and I'm glad you've made the time uh, today. In fact, we're giving you two segments. We don't do that very often, but you are worthy of that. As we started talking about how the energy transition that we're all living, and we talk about it mostly with our cars, electric vehicles, but it is well beyond that, and it needs to be sustainable, reliable, and affordable, and Dow is headlong into the energy transition and energy expansion. Uh, Some of, you've said, uh, some of the greatest opportunities in front of us. Well, energy is a big part of what we do. I mean, we're a a large energy user, and we participate in the energy markets in different ways. And, you know, natural gas liquids are our raw material for making many of the products that we make. But we also generate a lot of power and steam. We generate 10 gigawatts of energy from fuel to create that power and steam. So, you know, we have a front row seat on what's going on, and we're considered to be one of the hard-to-abate sectors in chemicals. Uh, And in order for us to make the transition to a low-carbon or zero-carbon emissions economy, which is our goal by 2050, we need to be part of the solution set. And right now, the discussion 
is heavily focused on alternative energy like wind and solar, which have grown and, and have a fantastic place in that transition. But at the same time, we're talking about increasing the amount of electricity that people use substantially. So think about generative AI and NVIDIA chips and the data centers that are being created today. It's estimated today that data centers use about 3% of the electricity in the country. In very short order, that's going to be 10%. Mm. Electric cars are going to use more electricity. What we've been doing with our electricity generation has been retiring baseload capacity, like coal, um, but also not expanding baseload like gas and nuclear. And alternatives are intermittent. And without that baseload power, we're going to run into some electricity reliability problems. Well, we know that there is a tremendous demand for more energy, clean energy. And therefore, uh, as you've led the way, Jim Fitterling, chair and CEO of Dow, uh, continued investment in partnerships with the government, industry, and utilities uh, certainly are essential to enabling this transition. And you are well aware of that, and that's why you're doing what you're doing. We have um, we have several big projects. First off, we during COVID, we took the team and sat down and we went through all of our locations around the world. And we said, if we want to take our scope one and two CO2 emissions to zero by 2050, what do we have to do? And we looked at all of our sites and, and really our top 25 sites make up the bulk of that. And we looked at what had to change. And um, one of the big projects, which we just announced um, uh, earlier this year was that we're going to put a small modular nuclear plant at our Sea Drift, Texas location. I, I got to tell you something. Uh, that is a huge story that I want to come back to so you have all the time in the world that you need to finish this story as we're spending time with Jim Fitterling, chair and CEO of Dow. You heard right. Nuclear energy on their location. You'll want to hear the rest of the story coming up next. In my conversation a few weeks ago now uh, with uh, Jim Fitterling, the chair and CEO of Dow, a great uh, Fortune 500 company in our own backyard in Midland, if you will, he mentioned what they were doing specifically at Dow with nuclear energy and the, the promising technology of advanced small modular reactors, something I know nothing about and we're all going to learn about right now with Jim. This is pretty fascinating. Yeah, we've been working, uh, Paul W., with a company called X-Energy on some technology that came out of the Department of Energy looking at small modular nuclear reactors with a different sort of fuel called a HALU fuel, H-A-L-E-U. It's a spherical fuel. It's um, it's meant to be fail-safe. Uh, the reaction can't run away, so you don't have any safety concerns. And it's a very small footprint technology, so we're going to put 320 megawatts, four 80-megawatt units at our site in Sea Drift, Texas. That will deliver all the electricity for the site. But on top of that, because of this technology, it will deliver more uh, high-pressure steam. And, and in an industrial setting like ours, we need more high-pressure steam even than we need electricity. Um, so we get both of those things, um, and because it's a small modular reactor, the footprint is a few acres of land. If you think about 
you know, what it would take for 320 megawatts of solar, for example, you would be taking up thousands of acres of farmland to be able to generate that kind of electricity. And I wouldn't get the high pressure steam off of that. So we think it's a, a great fit for industry, especially industries like ours. And we're part of the Department of Energy's Advanced Reactor Demonstration Program and hope to have this up and running um, before 2030, uh, really starting construction in 2026 and then um, getting the units up running you know, consecutively by the time 2030 gets here, have all four of them up and running. As a material science company, um, does this then, when you do what is in a sense uh, uh, an experiment at the Sea Drift Texas manufacturing site, does this then turn into one of the products that you will offer to other manufacturers, other companies around the country, around the world? What it does is I think it proves out the use of this technology in an industrial setting, and others are going to be watching to see how they can leverage that technology into their setting. So X-Energy will be in a position to then go into the industrial sector and replicate this on, on a larger scale. And one of the promises of small modular reactors is you can build the nuclear core in a facility and, and ship it on a truck bed or on a rail bed to the site and, and put it together. So it's less expensive than a traditional nuclear plant, which requires an awful lot of permitting, inspections, et cetera. Um, I think it's going to be big. Now, when we make products, what will allow us to do is to be able to say these products have zero scope one and two carbon emissions, which is becoming more important for our customers' customers. If you think about consumers everywhere, they're concerned about climate. They want their products to have a, a smaller footprint. We see that in the purchase of electric vehicles. We see that in the purchase of alternative energy. Uh, the same is true on household goods and things people buy every day. You're starting to see labels popping up with the carbon footprint on the labels. And it's important for us to decarbonize our manufacturing because we serve all of these durable goods and consumer goods markets. Well, and this seems to be a, a, a certainly a viable source of low GHG, the greenhouse gases, um, and uh, and it's sustainable. And when you look around the world and you talk with your various customers, it's clear that uh, not only do they want you to continue your journey toward a lower emissions world, but actually accelerate your efforts. And the, everybody's got the decarbonization bug, if you will. And Dow is uh, fully on board and investing a lot of money every year in that. We we are. we Our capital budget is approximately $3 billion a year. We will fully spend a billion dollars a year on our decarbonize and grow strategy. Uh, we spend about a billion to maintain our asset, existing assets. And then we spend about a billion on new product growth, you know, new products for the market. So it's a substantial part um, between now and 2050, and we have the experience to do it. I mean, in, in, since 2005, we've reduced greenhouse gas emissions by 15% and grown our volumes by almost 30%. So we we think we can do it. We're, we obviously need to do it in a cost-effective way, and that's one of the reasons we think SMRs are, are part of the answer. But also, so is clean burning natural gas and and so is 
hydrogen from natural gas, uh, and we're working on a project in Canada for that as well. Did we, uh, we were just uh, with our WJR Travel Show listeners, we were in France, and I, I mentioned to them that France is way ahead of the United States in using nuclear energy. At one point it was 75% of their electricity was produced by nuclear. Did they teach us anything for what you're talking about? Well, the United States has um, a very good baseload of, of nuclear power. It's been stable over the years, but since the 1980s, it really hasn't grown at any tremendous rate. So I think we know what to do. I think this is going to open up a new generation of safe, affordable nuclear power. And I think it will be embraced by all, and thanks to you, as the chair and CEO of Dow, Mr. Jim Fitterling. I look forward to our next conversation, and I look forward to sitting back here and watching you in Midland do all of the great things that you continue to do in your position that will, in the end, help all of us, help the entire world be a better place. Always always a pleasure to talk to you, and I look forward to seeing you in person soon. We'll look forward to that. Jim Fitterling, chair and CEO of Dow, and he's been doing a tremendous job there since 2018 as we continue in focus and a reminder that we've got some stevie nicks tickets to give away coming up with paul w